welcome to the latest podcast from the Lancet Respiratory Medicine. My name's Francesca Toey. It's October the 13th. Today we're discussing a position paper about palliative care in interstitial lung disease. Joining me today is the lead author, Professor Michael Kreuter. Welcome. Please can you briefly introduce yourself? Yes, it's my pleasure speaking to you. I'm Michael Kreuter. I'm the head of the Center for Interstitial and Rare Lung Diseases at the Thorax Clinic, which is part of the university's clinic in Heidelberg. And I'm very much interested in patients with these rare and very depressing diseases, and I'm heeding a huge center, and I see these patients clinically, but also have a huge interest in scientific work. Thank you. Can you briefly tell us about the background of palliative care in interstitial lung disease, or ILD, and why you felt it was important to write this paper? It's a complicated scenario. In recent years, we made significant progress in the treatment of many ILDs. However, on the other hand, a cure is usually impossible in most fibrotic interstitial lung diseases. A good example is IPF, the most prevalent fibrotic ILD, which has worse outcome than many malignancies comparable to lung cancer. Besides this depressing prognosis, IPF is associated with a significant burden of disease. Patients suffer from severe symptoms as cough, increasingly disabling dyspnea and fatigue. And this finally leads then to a severely diminished health-related quality of life, constantly worsening during the course of the disease, as we have recently described in a big real-life cohort from the German Insights IPF registry. And that led us to the question, what is central in the care for patients with IPS, our other fibrosing ILDs? And to our meaning, it is maintaining or even improving health-related quality of life. And for this, besides timely diagnosis, comprehensive information and early treatment access, we felt that patients with ILD and for their caregivers, there's a high need. And, And that was the point why we felt it is important to discuss it comprehensively and why we named our perspective as such. We think that holistic and palliative care and living well with ILD is important for these patients and their caregivers. This paper is important to us as there is a clear lack of national and international guidelines. So when do you think is the best time to initiate palliative care in the disease course of a patient with ILD? There was consensus amongst us, which is reflected by the feedback of many colleagues caring for patients with ILDs, that palliative care input in ILD should not be offered at the patient's deathbed, also not be delayed until disease is advanced. No. Learning from our patients, we think that it must be initiated early and that we must avoid the misconception that palliation is an euphemism for dying soon. Moreover, never forget it is not only the patient who is suffering from this chronic disease, it's also his family and his friends. As a treating physician or ILD nurse specialist, we also have to take care of those early. In our manuscript, we describe a potential algorithm which may help the clinician to assess the immediacy of needs for palliative care intervention. What are the main barriers currently in providing effective palliative care to patients with this disease? Barriers to the provision of optimal palliative care include various aspects. These are influenced by human, political, economic, social, religious, and cultural factors. Just to give you some examples of each. With regards to the underlying disease, it is the unpredictable cause of the disease generating uncertainty in the patient, the lack of general population awareness of ILDs, and the lack of evidence for palliative care in ILDs. With regards to the public, palliative care is misinterpreted as hospice care and end-of-life care, 
and there are cultural and religious restraints to palliative care. But there are also barriers in healthcare providers such as lack of knowledge and lack of awareness of knowledge deficits in ILDs and also vice versa, lack of knowledge and lack of awareness of knowledge deficits in palliative care. And another point is patient-related barriers as the fear of confronting mortality. So looking to the future, what are the key research priorities in palliative care for ILD? This list is long and we all felt it is the right time for an international consensus research statement for ILD palliative care research in order to standardize selections of outcomes and population baseline characteristics. And our core research priorities include development and evaluation of different models of ILD palliative care, including, for instance, early ways of late palliative care or differences of in-hospital and ambulatory care. Mixed methods studies to assess the most appropriate model to discuss end-of-life issues and also on how to overcome professional, cultural, and religious barriers to ILD palliative care. What we urgently need is validation of PROMs for use in ILD palliative trials, including their possible use as primary endpoints. Further investigations should aim into the direction of better treatment of symptoms, for instance, role of oxygen, opioids, and breathlessness intervention services, and others. And finally, we need to explore cost-effectiveness of palliative care in ILD. So October the 14th is World Palliative Care Day and the release of your paper has been timed to this and also the publication of the Lancet's Commission on the importance of providing palliative care and pain relief as part of universal health coverage. Can you briefly discuss the inequities in the global provision of palliative care? Well, the Lancet Commission on Palliative Care and Pain Relief starts with a patient story of a patient with a lung cancer in India suffering from severe pain, telling us that even the simplest way of offering relief are not accessible in this part of the world where he lived. During the conception of our manuscript, I had to learn that this is not only a problem of India, not only a problem of Asia, not only a problem of developing countries, that is a general problem all over the world. But this problem is more diverse as due to several facts, cultural, political, religious and others. Besides this general problem, there are significant imbalances in global provision of palliative care, also or especially for ILD. Let me give you an example. We advocate that ILD nurse specialists may play an important role in palliative care for patients with fibrotic ILDs. We have a very good situation for this in UK and some other countries. But even in Germany, my country, we only have two centers with each one ILD nurse. Furthermore, in some countries, palliative care for patients with fibrotic ILD is on a good way. For example, in some parts of Western Europe, where also patients with other chronic lung diseases such as COPD are being referred to palliative care. But in countries with only two to three palliative wards, how could you there care for a patient with ILD? Thus, there's a long way before us, but we think it's worth taking it. Definitely. Well, thank you for taking the time to speak to us about such an important subject in this disease. It was my pleasure talking to you. And thank you all for listening.